and I used to do. But I had to grow with that and I had to learn how to deal with that. Right. Uh, and I created many mechanisms to deal with that. Uh, schedules, uh, taking notes. But uh, when the diagnosis came, I was 40 years old. I already knew how to deal with that without any medications. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the end, I think it was the best for me because I see kids nowadays taking lots of medication to deal with that. And sometimes it's just a matter of parents um, helping them to focus. Right, right. So you had this issue of uh, attention deficit disorder, but you didn't know that that's what it was from a very young age. And in, in Brazil, they didn't um, have anything to diagnose you, you know, with this particular condition at that time. And so you went through life with this and you learned or you learned how to adapt or function with it without any medications and you were not diagnosed until 40. So tell me um, first, what made you seek out uh, medical help to the extent where you felt like you needed to know what was wrong with you if you had already adapted or learned how to deal with this? Uh, when I was uh, almost 40, I started to date my husband and he had a kid of seven years old. And the kid, uh, uh, he reminded me so much of me when I was uh, his age. And he had the same issues. He talked the same way I used to talk. And when they di diagnosed him with attention deficit, I said, oh, my God, maybe that's what I had my entire life. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have to see if uh, it's that. So I went to a neurologist, I did all the tests, and finally I knew I was not uh, stupid. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I, I just had a, a lack of a substance, a substance in my brains, right. and uh, that was that. And many, many kids suffer from, from that. Uh, that kind of, of disease because it is a, a physical condition you have, a mental condition. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was glad to discover it's, it was really out of curiosity. I knew how to deal with that, mm -hmm. but it made me suffer. So I wanted an explanation. I think you need an explanation why you function this or that way in life in order right. to understand who you are. Uh, I think it's one of my main goals in this life to know who I am. So that was the reason I was diagnosed so late because a kid arrived and showed me, hey, he's just like me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can you tell me what was the doctor's reactions um, when you went in for the testing and they figured out that that's what it was that you had did they happen to ask you like how did you make it this far or what kind of um uh, what kind of 
um, skills, you know, did you use or uh, or did you uh, obtain um, in managing this all this time? Uh, what uh, the, I start to to understand how attention deficits work in the first place. Uh, when you have attention deficit uh, and you focus on something you like, you are a genius. Many genius in the, the humanity story mm-hmm. had attention deficit. Mm-hmm. But when you don't like uh, something, you are stupid for that thing. So I started my first, my first tool was, uh, I like this, I'm going to do this and not that that I hate. Mm-hmm. So uh, I entered into the law. I was accepted in the, the, the law university when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I graduated with 21 because I loved law. And uh, I could study very hard. And uh, people started to, to ask me, how you did that? And the only explanation was, it was because I liked it. It was because I decided to do something that uh, I really enjoyed to do, to study law. And I used to study hard, but of course, in law school, I had some issues too, because I can't concentrate in, in professors teaching. Right. I learn alone. And I discovered early in my life that if I, I learned alone with the books, it would be better then always a professor. So I start to record classes. I recorded the classes. And when I arrived at home, completely alone, I listened to it and took notes and went to the books and studied. Right. Uh, so uh, I gave that advice for many, many people I've met in my life after that who is attention deficit. Uh, just record the things that you can pay attention to. Uh, just take notes. So then when you are alone, you can think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many, many mechanisms for that. And I decided to start meditating. Meditation give you more focus. Mm-hmm. And that helped me a lot. But that helped me when I knew I was diagnosed. Right. And people were amazed, and my whole family decided to get diagnosed because <laughs> it's an hereditary condition. So we discover all my siblings have, in a certain way, the same deficiency. <laughs> but it was amazing because I was so glad to know what was happening, what what is going on with me. Mm-hmm. So okay, now. Um, you talked a little bit too about this um, condition um, interfering with a lot of different aspects of your life. So can you tell me um, how did it affect your life and um, what things did you do or change to um, help those things get better? Uh, For example, uh, this condition, uh, the, the, the substance uh, that is lacking in your brain is activated by a huge amount of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Uh, attention deficit people are usually very adventurous and we could put us, ourselves in, in great risks. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been to a shrink for 20 years. 
mm-hmm. trying to understand all that. And the shrink always taught me, you must have afraid of something. Fear is something ecological for your house. Right. So I started to pay attention. And before jumping into an adventure and dangerous activity, uh, I'm talking about uh, ocean diving. I'm talking about flying (laughs) 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 with parachutes and things like that. Mm -hmm. I start uh, to take notes uh, of what was good and those activities and what was not good for me and the risks. Mm -hmm. And after I analyzed that, I decided if I wanted to do or not. Another problem uh, in this condition is you always need emotions, strong emotions. Mm. So that destroyed three of my marriages. I'm in my fourth marriage now. Mm. And because our marriage is about uh, companionship, bad times, uh, good times, health and thickness and all that. It's not about great emotions all the time. And as I was always seeking for great emotions, at some point in my marriage, usually on the fifth year of the marriage, I I just got a divorce and got out because I couldn't have any strong emotions anymore. And now uh, I'm uh, in a marriage, uh, in a relationship for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm married for nine years and I consider myself very happy mm-hmm. because I understood all that. And I could understand about ups and downs of relationships and that's going to happen to you. And you need to know how to do when the downs happen right. to go up again. And uh, that was a, a very complicated uh, time of my life uh, because I could fall in love and fall out love uh, with the same speed. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So that is very important. And I could definitely see how that would affect relationships. Um so, um, I, I mean, I have people who are close to me and, and you know, kids who are close to me who have, uh, battle with this. So I definitely know. Um, and some people's are more severe than others. So I know how that um, could affect, you know, your ability to um, be happy in long term relationships or understand how to operate in relationships. So. Um, real quick, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to continue the conversation with Adriana Gavazzoni. Stick and stay. You are tuned into the I'm Possible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. Yo, MVP, let's go! All of my life, I've never known you to fail. You remain the same and wonderful is your name. All of my life, I've never known you to fail. You remain the same. 
Have you subscribed yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tents on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone and I hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support. This is your girl, Lady J, owner and operator of Ego Entertainment and creator of the Ego Magazine. Enjoy. is going down every Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQL on radio through the TuneIn radio app or the Stream of Simple radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. 
we are back. Thank you for sticking and staying. You are tuned in to the Impossible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And this morning, we are talking to Adriana Gavazzoni. And the topic for today's show is Dominate. So before the break, she was telling us about how she was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder at a very um, adult age instead of at a very young age <laughs> in life. Um, but she knew that, um, you know, that she was a little different. Um, she attended law school at 16 and graduated at 21. That's amazing. Um, and how she was telling us about how this um, condition affected her life, especially her personal life and when it comes to relationships and things of that sort. So, um, Adriana, now that you are um, married and you've been married now for quite some time and have been in a long-term relationship for 12 years, I think it's what she said, um, tell me um, what interested you now into going into law so uh, I know a lot of people um, tend to dislike lawyers because <laughs> a lot of people feel like lawyers are very good liars and they sometimes defend people who are not you know who some a lot of people would deem as you know um, bad people so uh, but a lawyer is also a type of advocate. So tell me what interested you in in law. Adriana, are you there? Uh, let's see if we lost our caller. All right, so... We are back. And before the break, we were talking to Adriana, and she was telling us about how she um, dealt with attention deficit disorder and how it affected her life and, um, and how she had issues with staying in uh, romantic relationships. And so now um, she was diagnosed at a very late age and now she is in a um, marriage and has been with this person for 12 years. Um, she went into law at 16 and graduated at 21. And she was explaining how most people with attention deficit disorder are a genius in some shape, form or fashion. And so, um, so ultimately, this is a condition that she has dominated um, in her life. So Adriana, um, can you tell me uh, what interested you in law? Because a lot of people would say that um, lawyers, a lot of people don't like lawyers. They say that they are, um, you know, very good liars and they defend a lot of people who are bad people. But lawyers are also advocates in, in some way, and especially depending on the type of lawyer that you are. So what interested you in law? Oh, uh, I was 12 years old, Jackie, when I decided to study law. I was every, all time in my life, I was a voracious reader because uh, reading books helped me to focus. 
I didn't know that on that time, but my mind relaxed while I was reading. And it was uh, vacation time and I have read everything in my, my father's shelter. So I decided to read uh, the only book I haven't read yet. And it was a love book. And I love it to know there were rules for people's life and the law I said what you could do and what you couldn't. And I asked my father, uh, who works with this? And he said, uh, lawyers. Lawyers practice law and uh, they have people when people break the law or when people need to understand the law. And I said to him, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer when I, I grow up. And he laughed. He said, oh, my God, last month, last month, you want to be a scientist. Now a lawyer <laughs> is completely different. But uh, that idea, I kept that in my mind, in my heart. And I decided I want to, to help people with the law. And when I was 16, I started to study law. I have a very strong idea I could take justice for people. Yeah, uh, lawyers are liars. That's a, a main phrase people say. Uh -huh. But uh, we also uh, take justice for people and companies. Right. Uh, I'm a corporate lawyer. Uh -huh. So I help many companies to survive. Main of all, when they are going to, through difficult times, uh -huh. when they are going to bankruptcy and things like that. Uh -huh. I help uh, to save uh, employees and things like that. So I think in some way, I take justice for people, helping them. And uh, I love the challenges law brings to me. Uh, law brings to me because uh, every day is a new challenge. Every day right. is a new case. And uh I'm always excited uh, to work with different people, different companies. Mm. Uh, I, I, it's hard to explain how I, how I got that because it all started exactly the way I told you with a book. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, most kids aren't thinking about that. They, they probably would, you know, um, see something on TV, you know, or uh, a movie or something like that. But um, in corporate law, that's an interesting um, field of law to go in at a very young age because a lot of people, when they, when they, when you talk about uh, going into law or social or justice, the justice system, a lot of uh, young people are interested in things like social justice or criminal law or you know. Uh, family law or things of that sort. So um, what interested you in that particular industry of law? I didn't start as a corporate lawyer. Uh, when I graduated very young, I, I started working for the federal government uh, as a lawyer. And in this federal government, I use uh, to travel a lot, uh, to deal with companies that have relationships with government. Uh, working for the government, I've worked in different countries like Argentina and Paraguay. 
and I start to to see the other side of things, mm-hmm. not the side of the government, but the side of the companies. Right. And I, I decided uh, to have my own practice to leave the government and to go back to to law school to have a master's degree. And I would like to start teaching also. So I opened up my own practice. I started to work with corporate law uh, exactly to help companies, sometimes against government, Mm -hmm. (laughs) against big corporations. And I started to teach law at the university. And uh, basically, uh, in my country, uh, to be an entrepreneur is to be an adventurer because it's very hard for for companies here taxes are very high uh, uh, employment laws are very tough uh, for for businessmen so I wanted to help on that and I think I could do a, a difference okay so um, now that's a, a an amazing way of you know switching industries within a industry <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, or, or yeah so with this um practice you at some point started writing or maybe you were already a writer and you just decided to take it to the next level so how did you go from being a lawyer for many years to becoming a published author uh, to be a lawyer made me a writer because uh, in Brazil, when you practice law and you defend a client, you have to write the story you are defending. So lawyers are basically uh, storytellers. And uh, I, I always love to read, as I told you. And when I was very young, 10 to 11 years old, I start to write a, a novel. I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I destroyed it because I was very ashamed and very afraid someone could read it. <laughs> uh-huh. But I always loved to write everything I could. And when I graduated in law and I started to tell my clients stories and things like that, uh, my clients used to say, oh, my God, doctor, my story is so good here. You could be a writer. And um, I always had that idea, but in Brazil, it's very hard to survive as a writer. It's not considered a profession. It's considered a hobby. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always write for my profession. I wrote a law book, I published a law book. And then one day I was in the middle of a middle life crisis. I was at the age of 45 years old and I asked myself, come on, you know everything about law, Uh, you have success in your career, what about the rest of your life? If you are lucky, you already lived uh, half of it. Right. Uh, How about the rest? And I thought I'm going to fulfill my dream. I'm going to become a writer. So I decided to write my first novel. I didn't have any idea if I was going to publish it or not. I just want to write for myself. And I did that. 
Mm -hmm. When it was ready, I asked for a friend. He's a Brazilian ambassador, a very cultivated man, Pedro Bretas. And uh, I asked him, could you read this just to see if it has any potential and things like that. And he told me, okay, but I'm a slow reader and it will take some time. I was waiting for six months. I thought I, will, I would wait, wait for six months. Mm-hmm. Next week, he told me, you have to publish. You have <laughs> to publish because I already read everything. And uh, my God, you need to publish. It's good. It's very, very good. You sound like the Scandinavian writers and publish. And once a week, uh, he was pestering me to publish. And so I start to look for a publisher. I decided to publish in English and outside of Brazil because I thought if it's a failure, none of my clients is going to know I decided to write. It, if it's a success, then I can translate into Portuguese and bring to Brazil. So I published in the United States. I got a regular publisher. I've published uh, my first novel. Then I had troubles as life is made of happiness and sadness. This right. publisher went into bankruptcy. <laughs> right. oh. Oh. I had to fight for my rights uh, to have my rights back. And then I decided to go self-publish. And my God, uh, I wrote a, a whole trilogy and I have already a fourth, a fourth novel published and got around six gold medals by now with all those books and I'm very proud of them. Oh wow that is amazing that is awesome and I'm pretty sure that um, that was not only because it was a personal battle but also because it was something that you were passionate about the fact that you had to fight for your own rights as a lawyer (laughs) you know for your own writings tell me what what was that experience like oh to trust another lawyer is complicated (laughs) (laughs) maybe of all because i have to hire a lawyer in the united states and uh, i was so lucky uh, because uh, this lawyer became my friend. We are friends now. He was great. He really fought very hard for my rights. He was amazing. Uh, David Gervin, if you are listening to me, is you. You are the best lawyer someone can have. So uh, on the beginning, I couldn't trust. I couldn't leave him work by himself because I was always trying to interfere. <laughs> then I decided mm-hmm. to relax as uh, I could feel I was in very competent hands and he did a great job, but it's complicated. It's like a doctor. They don't trust other doctors. We lawyers don't trust other lawyers. Oh, wow. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> that is funny. Um, so and I know that a lot of people, I don't know, uh, you know, when you watch it on television, um, they become a part of their own legal team, you know, if they're a lawyer or they know the law. So uh, I think that definitely has, uh, it, it can be a very humbling experience for, you know, you as a lawyer, for anyone else, you know, who may find themselves in that type of situation. Do you know, I think every lawyer would go uh 
through some some issue like that to understand how your client feel oh, and yes, to take yes. more care of the client's feelings because uh, you are fighting for other people's rights. It's not yours, right. but you have uh, to deal with feelings about that. Uh, my first novel was the most important thing for me. And David could understand that and, and treat my baby as a baby. So uh, I think every lawyer should have that lesson of, of humility in life and to know how it is to be in, on the other side. Right, right, exactly. So, um, so let's talk about the other um, two books too. Um, what are the titles of those and what are they about? My first novel uh, was Behind the Door. The second one is Lara's Journal. And the third one is The Brilliant Game. My last one is Sketches of Life. Uh, the trilogy, they are psychological and erotic thrillers. And the first book uh, is a mystery novel. Okay, and so what interested you in writing fiction? Well, uh, I can't write nonfiction uh, if I'm not uh, working as a lawyer because I, I, I fear to offend people <laughs> and I don't like to hurt people uh, telling their stories. So right. I decided it would be fictional based on things that I lived during my whole career, my whole life. Mm -hmm. So, of course, uh, people who I've met in my life inspired me in some way. Uh, but I just wanted to tell a story and I started telling it. But I didn't know the genre I would like to, to write. And as my attention deficit allows a huge imagination, I start to add, oh, I want a touch of this. I would like to have some romance here. No, but I need some mystery. Mm, come on, I needed to murder some people here. And I started to... <laughs> Right. <laughs> so it's very hard to explain the general of my, my novels because I change it all the time while I'm writing. I can't go on a very direct line. I need, I just need to jump from, from one point to another, from one aspect to another. Mm. And I love to do that. Awesome. Awesome. And that is, it's funny, but it's also understandable. You know, um, you have more freedom when you're writing fiction, um, just because when it's nonfiction, you're telling a very true story so you have to stay, stay true to the details. So I like that. Um, and so if it's not a, exciting enough for you you know you can just throw in some extra stuff so um <laughs> that's very understandable um so we're gonna take a, a quick break our last break and when we come back we are going to um find out um how you can purchase adriana's uh books and how you can follow um her and um like her on social media all right so stick and stay we'll be right back you are tuned into the i'm possible radio show with your girl lady j right here on jqlm radio a division of ego entertainment network
looks like I don't care what it feels like I don't care if the enemy tries to make you cry all night I don't care what they told you Just try to keep your composure Never mind the size of a mountain standing right before you But you're ready before I have yeah. you got Just hold on to your faith. Uh. Trying to call to make an arrangement. Daycare got late fees. Cause dead beats made babies. Never mind the sign on the door that says eviction pin me. But you read it before, haven't yeah. you? You got your whole arm yeah. Be sober and you never let your guard down. But hold on to the master in order to win, you have to. that meets the clients where they are. Call us at 317-969-5694 or visit us at www.empoweredlivinginc.net to see a list of the services we offer. Empowered Living Inc., a holistic approach to a better you. Join us right here on JQLM Radio, Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Gospel Express Morning Show. Climb aboard and get your praise on. All right, and we are back. 
You are tuned in to the Impossible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we have been talking with Adriana Gavazzoni. So, Adriana, can you share with everyone um, where they can get your books? Oh, my, my books are run, uh, right now on Amazon. And uh, we have the books in Portuguese and English, main of all in English, and then two of them in Portuguese because I'm still translating. Uh, you can find the books also on my website, agavazoni.com, and on Barnes and Noble, and uh, in Portugal on Chiado uh, Editing. And in Brazil, also with the same editor that publishes in Portugal. Okay. And how can people follow you um, and go like you on social media? Oh, I'm all social media you can imagine. I'm on Facebook as Gavazzoni. I'm on Instagram, A, A underline Gavazzoni. I'm on uh, Twitter at a underline Gavazzoni also, and I answer all emails. So you can get in touch with me on Adriana at adrianagavazzoni.com. Awesome. So if you could leave listeners with one encouraging word, what would that be? Um, it won't be one. It would would be a phrase. Never give up. Awesome. So, Adriana, um, I want to thank you for being my guest this morning. Um, you did an amazing job, and we persevered. And we dominated this morning, <laughs> even though we had some yes, serious technical difficulties. Yeah, I knew. So, <laughs> hey, that was amazing. I mean, we. It took us like thirty minutes. <laughs> But we did it, so. Yes, we did. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, JQ. <laughs> no problem. I say most other people would have been like, forget it. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to get this together. So um, it was a pleasure having you on um, this morning. Um, I think you're, ama you're amazing. Um, your story is great. Um, and I, hopefully it inspired um, others, especially young people, um, who think that, um, having that condition will limit them in what they can do. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, and I just love the time we spent together. Uh, no problem. Thank you. So, all right, everyone. And before I close out the show, as I always say, after all of the hell you went through, the word through is an indication that you defeated the impossible too. New adversities will come, but overcoming them has already made you unstoppable. The favor over your life incomparable, which gives you the right to think and believe I'm possible. All right, everybody, it's your girl, Lady J, and you have been tuned in to the I'm Possible Radio Show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. I'm out. Love y'all. Deuces. <laughs>